Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 52, how to properly add ID3 tags to audio podcasts. Welcome back to another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis. This is the podcast where I talk about podcasting and about audacity. More specifically, this is where I give you the guts and I teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm so glad you could join me for this because we are going to get a little technical, but not too technical. Technical in term, but not technical in practice, because there's something very important that many podcasters miss as they're releasing their episodes. Now, everything I'm going to share does apply primarily to audio podcasters, but the same principles will apply to video podcasters as well. Just the tools that you use will be different and certain specifics will be different for video podcasters, but the same principles apply. So for audio podcasters, whether you're releasing your episodes as MP3s or enhanced AACs, which I don't necessarily recommend, but you could do it, just make sure you're still releasing an MP3, there are things called ID3 tags. And ID3 tags are in every kind of audio file. It's not just for podcasts. If you listen to a song on your MP3 player, on iTunes, Windows Media Player, whatever, you probably notice a few things that you're, some information you're seeing from that song. You see the song title, the track number, the album title, the artist's name, and maybe even a picture of the album. None of that is actually in the file name, if you've noticed, or it's not in a very readable format in the file name. All of that stuff is tagged inside the file with this thing called ID3 tags. We're talking about metadata now, or metadata. This is information about a file that's attached inside of the file. So that's why you can see a file that says track1.mp3, but when you open it in your favorite audio player, it then tells you this the name of the song or the name of the artist, what track number it is, and all of that stuff beyond just track1.mp3. So for audio files, this is called ID3 tags. And there are several versions of ID3 tags, and each of them offer different things. There are old versions, like version 1 is very old, and it was very limited. But it did it met a need way back then when it was first invented, and it was kind of a, a hack that people put ID3 tags version 1 into files back then. But it was extremely limited. ID3.2 is what we're currently on. More specifically, the latest version is 2.3. There's no definite standard to ID3 tags because there is no organization that's set out to make a standard for ID3. So there are multiple versions. There are multiple ways of doing things. And that's why you'll see multiple results from multiple programs. And how many times can I say the word multiple in this phrase? But the newer versions give you extra features like iTunes or ID3 version 2.4 gives a whole lot more fields to fill in different metadata than iTunes or ID3 version 2 
or 2.1 or 2.2 or anything like that. However, 2.4 isn't as supported. But that's kind of getting into the technical stuff. You don't have to know the version numbers, just that some versions don't work in others. Some versions work great in others. The reason ID3 tags are so important, though, is because it tells people about the podcast more than your audio file. You might title your audio file something like episode five, blah, 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 blah. And you put your title in the episode. Well, that that can tell them, sure, that can tell them what episode it's about or what episode number it is, what the episode is about, but it's not very readable and it just doesn't look nice. The reason ID3 tags are important is this is how you can tell people the name of your episode, the chronological order of your episode. This is very important right there. If you just release a lot of episodes and you don't have them properly tagged, then someone who downloads them later, depending on what software or player they're using, even an iPod will get this wrong. If you don't have the right tags in there, then it may play your episodes completely out of order especially depending on the way you title each episode. So the chronological order of your episode, the podcast it belongs to, is this the the ramen noodle? Is this the audacity to podcast? I'm talking about when they're just playing the file. Can they tell what podcast it belongs to? What the episode is about, some kind of summary or something, or the podcast cover art. They see all of this when it's in your ID3 tags. And by the way, If you need podcast cover art, go to podcastcoverart.com and hire me to design it for you. My rates will be increasing at the end of 2011. So just in time for the world ending next year, my rates will go up a little bit. But check it out, podcastcoverart.com. Anyway, we now return you back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Some of these fields are auto-generated by iTunes. It will go looking at your RSS feed. And it will pick certain information from there and use that to populate fields in your ID3 tags so that people who are listening to your podcast and downloaded it through iTunes will get some of this information automatically entered. However, don't rely on all of your people listening in iTunes or listening on an iPod. They might listen through a variety of other means. And if your ID3 tags aren't in there, then their other players might not be as intelligent as iTunes is, and they might not get all of that information. You can't get by with laziness here. You have to do this extra step, but it is so quick and so simple of an extra step to enter this information. I'll come back to the issue of iTunes automatically pulling this stuff from your RSS feed in a moment. But let's talk about how you tag your ID3 information. And this applies to, again, either MP3s or AACs or a whole bunch of audio formats. You might think you would be just fine using Windows Explorer or Windows Media Player or iTunes to tag your files. Or you could use something like free and open that works on anywhere like Videoland Client or VLC Player. And you can do some stuff in there, yes. But the problem is those programs don't do it very well, or they're using different versions of ID3 tags or different specifications. So for example, if you add your podcast cover art through iTunes, then people who listen to your podcast through Windows Media Player 
as of, I can't remember which version this was last tested on. But if they check it on Windows Media Player, they won't see your cover art. Or vice versa. Maybe if you add it through Windows Media Player, people in iTunes won't see your cover art for that episode. I'm not talking about for your listing in the iTunes directory, because this is the additional place where you need to tag all of your files with your podcast cover art. So if you use one program or the other, it might not work in the other program. And that's because these different programs are using different versions. For example, iTunes uses ID3 version 2.2. Windows likes ID3 version 2.3 better. In iTunes, you can tell it to convert your tags to ID3 version 2.3, 2.2, 2.4, whatever. But that's a few extra clicks, and it doesn't guarantee success. And you can't set that as the default. By default, iTunes will always tag files with ID3 version 2.2. If you want to check out what version your tags are using in iTunes, and it works similarly in other programs too, is click on the file in your media player and then get information on that file. So in iTunes on OS X, this would be pressing Command-I. In iTunes on Windows, this would be pressing Alt-Enter. In other programs, it might be something different or it very likely could be very similar keystrokes there. For Linux people, um, I don't know, command line? <laughs> you guys probably know how to do it. So you're using different versions with different programs, but you need something that works for everything. That's why I recommend using a different program other than iTunes or Windows Media Player or these regular programs you already have on your computer for tagging your files. And I would recommend using version 2.3 if you want to try out any of these things on a different program other than what I mentioned. So for Windows, there are three different programs I would recommend. The first one is free. It's called MP3 Tag. You can get that at mp3tag.de slash en. And the en is just to make it the English version. And the links for all of these, by the way, will be in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 52. So MP3 Tag is the best way to do it on Windows. It's free. It's very capable. It makes cross-platform compatible files. Another program is ID3 Editor. You can get that at pa-software.com. That is $15. It is a very nice program. I like some of the extra features it has that MP3 Tag doesn't have. For a while, I was running, even when I switched to my Mac, I was running MP3 Tag either through Parallels, which installs Windows on my Macintosh computer in a way that I can run it without rebooting my computer, or I would run MP3 Tag through a program called Crossover, which would let me install some Windows programs without having to install Windows. And it was slow, it was a little bit cumbersome and all of this, so I just decided finally to invest the $15 to get ID3 Editor. And it was definitely worth it. And if you buy like the Windows version, you can still use it on a Mac. If you buy the Mac version, you can still use it on Windows. It gives you a key code that works on both and it gives you download links for both. The third program I would recommend is EasyTag. This is also free, but it's not 
as intuitive as the other programs are, but you could still look at it. It is at easytag.sourceforge.net. And the links for these, again, will be in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 52. You could, for OS X, I recommend the, the same software, one of the same programs for Windows, is ID3 Editor for OS X. This is really the best and premier option for OS X. Unfortunately, there isn't a good free option for OS X. So look at ID3 Editor, which is $15, and I would say it's worth it because not only does it make your tags compatible, but it's really easy to keep tagging different episodes from different podcasts. Like, for example, in my episodes, my information is pretty much the same. All that changes between each episode is the link I put in my notes, the title, and the episode number. That's pretty much all that change from, changes from episode to episode in the ID3 tags. So in ID3 Editor for either Windows or OS X, I can copy or load the tag data from one MP3 file and paste it into another one. So I don't have to repaste everything. And it has a little drop-down windows and all of this stuff. And it's really handy. It's got a great interface. It's very simple to use. And I do definitely recommend it. ID3 Editor if you're on OS X. If you are on Linux, there are two programs that I recommend. And the first program is very much like MP3 tag, but this is for Linux. And it is called Puddle Tag. Puddle Tag can be found at Puddle... Puddle... (laughs) I feel like a British guy. Puddle Tag. PuddleTag.SourceForge.net. That's P-U-D-D-L-E... T-A-G. Link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 52. Puddle Tag tries to be MP3 Tag, but for Linux users. So what MP3 Tag does and the way it works is pretty much how Puddle Tag is designed to do. This is what I would recommend the most that you check out is Puddle Tag. But also a program I recommended for Windows, Easy Tag, is available for Linux as well. So check out these programs for whatever platform you're on, Windows, OS X, or Linux, and let me know what you think of them, especially the Linux ones. I haven't used those too much, and the Linux ones came from, uh, I don't have it on my list who gave it to me, but someone had given me those links as recommendations for the, uh, the tagging software for Linux. So check those out. The link's in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash fifty. Two, and let me know what you think of those. And that came from a person named Kerbuntu. I can't remember if that was on Twitter. No, it was an email, but thank you, Kerbuntu, for that. And he recommended these and another program, which he didn't get to test yet, but thank you for those suggestions. Now, You've got your program, whatever program it is, to edit your ID3 files, or ID3 tags. What information do you need to enter in those tags? The titles of these may vary, and a couple of the following fields I'll share with you are not there in certain programs, or they may be there, but thankfully those ones that may or may not be there aren't as important. I'll point them out as we go along. 
But you will see when you open up a file and start adding ID3 tags, you will see a lot of tags. Keep in mind, most of them will be exactly the same between your episodes, and there really aren't that many that you need to add. First, add the track number. This is your episode number as the track number. This then helps sort your episodes chronologically because if you, especially if you do not title your episodes with the episode number near the beginning, like you see that I title my episodes TAP051, TAP052, that's for a lot of purposes. But if I didn't do that and I only had the title of my episodes, and if I did not have the track number associated with my file through the ID3 tags, my iPod would not play the episodes in order. It would play them alphabetically. iTunes is smart enough to see the publication date, so or published date, so it would play it according to the published date, but... MP3 players, iTunes or iPods, Zunes, whatever, would not see that information. So they would play it out of order and most likely would revert to an alphabetical order. So if your file, though, is named like mine are TAP051, TAP052, then it might work okay there, but don't depend on that. Make it easy for yourself. Make it easy for your listeners by adding in a track number and make that your episode number. If you have multiple podcasts under the same feed, yeah, this gets a little tricky, but you're probably not releasing a lot of episodes with similar numbers at the same time or the way it works just timed out. It tends to work out okay if you're releasing multiple episodes episodes under the same show like for a while and i did not like this that we did this but for a while under are you just watching.com we had our initial reactions episodes to movies were released and numbered separately from our regular episodes which is where we would get an in-depth review with a dvd so we would have are you just watching episode five or episode 15 and we'd have Initial Reactions episode 11 may be released on the same week. And I did not like having the two feeds like that. I thought it it messed up our numbering. It wasn't easy to immediately see, oh, episode 25. That means we have 25 episodes. No, it's more like right now it's like episode 25 plus our Initial Reactions episodes means we now have 30-something episodes instead. So... I don't recommend doing that. Have separate feeds, separate podcasts if you need to. But if you combine them, then still number your tracks according to the episode number. Don't make it just some weird arbitrary consecutive number, but number according to your episode number. The title, you'll see this in every program. This would be your episode title. So this could be the exact same title that you use in your WordPress post for your show notes. So I put in there, AYJW026 Courageous 2011. That was how I would title certain things like that. Actually, I think I might have given you the wrong episode number there, but that's okay. It's an example. If you look then at uh, the further down the line, and this, the order of these, by the way, might be slightly different. 
from your program, whichever program you're using. The order that I chose to put these in is the order that ID3 editor uses. But I know MP3 tag puts these in a slightly different order. It's the same information, though. The artist would be the name of the episode host or names of episode hosts. Or you could even put the name of your network in there. So I put in as my artist is I put Daniel J. Lewis and then a vertical pipe and then Noodle Mix Network. I could just put in there Noodle Mix Network, or I could just put in there Daniel J. Lewis. That's up to you what you want to display as the artist title, but this would generally be you or the name of your network. The album is the name of your podcast, and by podcast, I'm saying your entire show, not your individual episode, but your entire show. So my album title is where I put in the audacity to podcast. I type that into there. So that's the same across every single episode. That's always the same. I've heard some people say you should title these things differently. This is the way I think makes the most sense for most people and helps organize it on a MP3 player or software. The year, eh, not too important, but you could put in the release year, which right now is 2011. You might see in there a spot for the genre. You could pick, well, you get two options, essentially. Either pick the genre that you're talking about, which is the way I choose to do things. So for the Audacity to Podcast, I put in there technology, because I'm going after the kind of genre like iTunes might organize genre of podcasts. Or you could put in there as the genre podcast. Or you could make it spoken word, I think, is one of the other titles. That's up to you how you want to organize that. I choose to put in there the category that my podcast fits under. Instead of everything being the genre of podcast, I have genre of movies slash TV or film slash TV for Are You Just Watching? I have comedy for The Ramen Noodle. I have technology for The Audacity to Podcast. That way it separates each of them out a little bit further, even. You might see this field called comment. This could be a short summary of your episode, like you might use as the WordPress excerpt in your posts, or this could even simply be the web address to your show notes. In ID3 ID3 Editor, there is an extra field, which is called URL, and that's where you can paste in your Uh, URL there specifically, that's pretty obvious, but your web address for your show notes for this episode is what I would recommend pasting in there. If you're using a program like MP3 Tag, which doesn't have the URL field, I would recommend putting the URL in the comment field. It's up to you how much you want to put in there. What I do with the comment field is I copy that excerpt from the, uh, or yeah, from the WordPress show notes paste that into the comment, add a new line, and then enter the the URL for the podcast so that it contains a little summary and then it contains the actual URL both inside the comment just in case someone has a reader that can display a lot of text in here. And it's a larger field so you'd be okay inserting stuff in there. Or you could just put in there the URL for these specific show notes. The copyright is an important thing to put in, but it's not required, and MP3 editor does not, or 
MP3 tag does not show this field. This could be your copyright information. The way that you should enter this, by the way, is use the copyright symbol, a space, the year of release, a space, and then your name. Don't do it any other order than that. That's the correct legal order of things. So I would write in there, copyright 2011 D. Joseph Design. Don't use the word buy or anything like that, or don't flip around the order of those things. That's the way it's supposed to be legally. Not all of the tagging programs have this option, but if it's there, use it and it helps you out. The URL option, like I mentioned, is where you could enter the URL for your episode show notes, or if you really want to, you could enter just the URL for your podcast website But I don't recommend that because it's not as friendly as entering something as specific as your URL for the show notes. And then finally, you'll have something that will say either cover or picture or album art or something like that. It's where you put a picture for the episode. And in ID3 editor, this is a button that you click that says picture. And then a little thing slides out from the side of your window. And that's where you can drag a picture onto it. Or in MP3 tag, you just see this big empty square space, and that's where you drag your image onto that little spot, and then it adds it to the image. Make sure that when you add these things, you save when you're done. Don't just assume it saves and click on a different file or close the window. You have to save it intentionally or update it. All of this information is in the ID3 version 2.3 specification. I do also recommend putting this in ID3 version 1. Now, doing this is quite easy. If you are using ID3 editor, you'll see two columns. One is ID3 version 2 on the left. That's where you enter all your information. And then on the right, you see a smaller column that says ID3v1. That's version one. You don't have to copy and paste your individual things. What you'll see is a little button right next to where it says enable v1 tag. This little button copies all of your details from the version two to the version one. So you don't have to do anything there. Just keep in mind, it will cut you off on this stuff. Because ID3 version 1 has a much smaller character limit to it. It's a 15 or 16 character limit. So if you, or it might be 32, if you enter your text in here, it will get cut off uh, when you actually save the file. So just keep that in mind. But not too many things rely on the version 1 tags but it's still a good idea to put them in there just in case and to make your files all that more compatible. So in ID3 editor, then we would just press that little button to copy it over. In MP3 tag, I believe it automatically puts that in, so you don't have to worry about it. In the Linux programs, uh, I don't know. I would assume that they automatically put them in as well. So it's very easy to do that. So that's the information that you need to insert into your files. Now I'm going to throw a wrench in this whole thing. iTunes overwrites some of your tags. Now that doesn't mean you should rely on iTunes. This goes back to what we said earlier of iTunes will uh, 
automatically grab some stuff from your RSS feed. But that doesn't mean that you should always rely on iTunes to do this for you. But you can take advantage of this fact. Let's take something, for example, you might enter in something in your comment field, thinking that will display as the summary. But when iTunes downloads it, it overwrites that. It will overwrite the artist field in your MP3 file. So if you want your artist to be something different, maybe you have a podcast with multiple co-hosts, or you just frequently have guests, and you want to make sure their names are listed as the artist for that particular episode, iTunes will override that if you are inserting that artist information into the tags. Because iTunes is looking at your RSS feed. And your RSS feed most likely has just your name as the artist. So that's why every episode that comes out through iTunes will get your name as the artist. This is also where it pulls the episode title, the summary for every episode, and more. Now, it is very possible to override these things. You can override the iTunes keywords, the subtitle, the summary, and the author, or the artist, we might call it, simply with a few options in PowerPress. PowerPress is the plugin I recommend for podcasting with WordPress. So here's how you do this. If you want to override these tags on an individual basis in iTunes so that iTunes will display exactly what you want it to display, here's what you do. If you're using WordPress and using the Blueberry PowerPress plugin, which is what I highly recommend, that combination, easiest way to fly. Yes, there are other ways to fly, but they're slow and clunky, and I recommend PowerPress. So have PowerPress installed. In your WordPress admin interface, go to the PowerPress option on the side, then go to, that takes you to the settings, then go to the basic settings. You'll find a box up near the top, that's a big box, that says podcast entry box, and there are a bunch of fields underneath this box. The main thing you're concerned about are keywords, subtitle, summary, and author. You don't have to check mark all of these. In fact, I would recommend not check marking all of these because these will just add to your interface in WordPress just a little bit more, and you might not need this extra information as it might turn out. So what you should do is go into there and decide what is it that you might need to change for every episode. I recommend the summary. And that's all I recommend as being essential to changing it. If you have different people in your podcast in every episode, then you might want to consider having that author field there. But most likely the keywords and the subtitle won't change. So when you put those check marks on there, click the save changes button. Now, every time that you add a podcast episode to your show notes using the Blueberry PowerPress plugin in WordPress, you'll see this extra field where you can now enter in a summary or whatever fields you enabled. How this ties in with iTunes is if you subscribe to podcasts through iTunes, then I recommend look at iTunes, look at your podcasts, Pick a podcast episode and press Command-I on it, or if you're on uh, Windows, then press Alt-Tab, or look over on the right side to the very far right of the episode, and you see the little description there for each episode. If you press this uh, little description, 
then, and by the way, I don't recommend Alt-Enter and Command-I. That was bad information. It's, you need this description spot. So you can get that by looking at the far right and choosing the little I. It only appears on the episodes when you hover over it. Or right-click on an episode and choose Show Description. When you see that, you'll notice it might display a few different things here. Well, it displays the name of your podcast, it displays the episode title, and it displays this description. By default, iTunes pulls the description from your RSS feed. So if your RSS feed is releasing only the summary or the full posts, it will display that in here. So by summary, I mean the excerpts. And you can change that for your feed by going to, in WordPress, go to Settings, Reading, and then there's a spot that says for each article in a feed show, and it gives you either the option of full article or excerpt. So that will automatically be pulled into iTunes. This can be helpful. This can be harmful. Where it's helpful is if you're releasing your full blog posts and your RSS feed, then iTunes will automatically pull that full blog post up to a limit, but it's a pretty large limit. It will pull that full blog post into iTunes and attach it to your MP3 file as the description for that podcast episode. This can be really handy because people then have your entire show notes on their iPod or in iTunes and they don't necessarily have to go to your website. They can't click any links They can't uh, do anything with it. In fact, they can't even select and copy and paste text from it. So it's not all that handy, but at least it shows them something. So here's how you could change this and take advantage of this little thing to better use those summaries or the descriptions for each episode. By the way, if you're using the excerpts feature in WordPress, then that excerpt is what would display in the podcast episode description. So when you enable the summary field in PowerPress, then when you release your episode as you're writing your post in WordPress, you see this new field in WordPress, which is the iTunes summary field. You can type in a custom list there. Here are a couple things that you could consider putting in there. Or you could consider putting all three of these things in there. A bullet point list of topics. Maybe you write your show notes like I do, where it's headlines and a little paragraph. That's because I want my show notes to be accessible, readable, friendly. And yet I don't write a full blog post, but it's kind of a summary. I've talked about this before in episode 49 when I talked about how to make write effective show notes. So check that out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 49. But in the iTunes summary, that whole big page of information might be too much in here. In fact, it very likely could be too much. So put instead just a short bullet point list of the topics that you cover. Keep in mind, no formatting, no special characters, just regular text. So you could put that in there, bullet point list of your topics. You could also share the short or in some way memorable links to off-site content. Like if you say there was this great article on Mashable.com about such and such, you could put that in your summary 
for iTunes. So after your bullet point list, or after that particular bullet point, you have the URL, but make it either a shortened URL or make it something memorable, like how I say the audacity to podcast.com slash 51. I use pretty link to make URLs like that and many other things like noodle.mx slash Amazon is my amazon.com affiliate link. Instead of giving people the full Amazon URL, that's what I give them. So you could insert that into your show notes and make it easy for people because it's short, it's simple, or it's memorable. Also put in there your feedback information because you want to hear from your listeners, or I hope you want to hear from your listeners. So put your phone number, email address, contact information for the podcast in this area. Again, keep it very short. I would say however many bullet points you need for your topics that you cover and short sentence about how people can contact you and that's it. Maybe some other kind of summary, but something very short, concise, as concise as you can be. Because here we're looking at something that's easy and quick to read on a little iPod screen, not something that is full SEO and search engine optimized and all of this stuff. You want this to add extra value to the episode when it's downloaded and people are looking at it on their MP3 players. So when you enable that, it gives you the option then to override how iTunes will automatically pull that information. And that's using Blueberry PowerPress. I know you can do some of this with other plugins too. I just highly recommend PowerPress and using it for that. So that's how I recommend tagging your ID3 files your for audio podcasting. Get the software, understand what fields you need to use, and start entering that information into your different fields into your particular ID3 editing software. And then consider overriding some things using the PowerPress features to override what iTunes gets from each of your episodes. And I started doing this just recently, the overriding of the information. I've been doing that just recently because I realized that eh, it's only getting my excerpts. That doesn't really tell much. It doesn't give much value. So this is the way that you can do it that gives more value in that for people that are listening or watching on their iPods or iTunes, iPhones, iPads, iWhatevers. So do you have anything to add to this? Any software tips that you recommend or things that you found in working with ID3 tags? I'd love to hear from you, share your ideas, answer your questions, anything like that. Send your feedback to feedback at noodle.mx and you can include an audio file in there too as long as it's under three minutes or you can call in to 859-353-4332 again there's a three minute limit on that audio feedback or you can leave a comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 52 if you nominated any of the noodle mix network podcasts for the podcast awards. Thank you so much. The nominations are now closed and the voting will open up very soon, as soon as we know who the nominees are. I think that this year we'll have a lot better chance of getting the Noodle Mix Network's uh, podcast in there because of some of the things that they require for the podcast awards. 
I didn't really have last year, even though I was much more consistent at releasing episodes. Stuff like easy subscribe buttons or a website for it. No, I didn't quite have that last year. Last year, I had categories on a single page uh, of a single WordPress installation. Not the best way to do it. Now, as you know, each of the podcasts have their own websites, and I think they are much better uh, released in this way. So I really have high hopes that the Noodle Mix Network podcast will make it into the nominations. And as soon as they do, you can vote every day for your favorite podcasts. And please do that. You'll see the list of nominations and different podcasts under each category. And then you just click on the one you want to vote for, enter your email address, and it's done. Speaking of email, also check out at theaudacitypodcast.com. I have the email newsletter over on the right side. You'll see a spot that says sign up for email updates and get free podcasting and audacity tips. I haven't sent anything out yet, but I've got I've got a killer off the wall crazy tip to share with you of something I did and it might not work for everyone, but it's something I did that octupled my podcast subscribers for one of my shows. Would you like to octuple your subscribers? Octuple means times eight to the eighth power. Yes, I now have eight times as many more subscribers as I had before. I did this killer, crazy, off-the-wall thing for my other podcast. It might work for you too. So if you would like to check that out, I want to send this tip right now so badly because I want to share it, but I'm going to wait a few days more because I want others to get the chance to hear this tip. So if you want this tip, then go to theaudacitypodcast.com and sign up for the email newsletter. I promise I will not spam you. I will not send more than one pod or email per week unless it's like an emergency. I respect your privacy. I don't like receiving spam and you have every option to Uh, remove yourself from that list. And I hope it will be something, though, valuable for you by joining that list as I share some podcasting and audacity tips, just little things that I might not share in the episode. And any of the emails I send out, if you reply to it, it goes straight to me and I read it personally. So you don't have to worry about it going to some guy in India and he not caring what you have to say. It does go straight to me. I don't use that no reply kind of email address thing. It does go to me. So check that out at theaudacitypodcast.com and get ready to hear a crazy off-the-wall tip that could octuple or better your podcast subscribers. If you subscribe to the list after, we'll say after the first week of October and you haven't received that email, then go ahead and just email feedback at noodle.mx. And I'll make sure that I get that to you because I don't want you to miss this crazy off-the-wall tip. And I might release it as a blog post at some point. Coming up is also PodCamp Cincinnati on October 22nd. I would love it if you could come to that. And I'll be there, of course, since I'm organizing it. And I'm very happy that my friend Cliff Ravenscraft from Podcast Answer Man is one of the sponsors of PodCamp Cincinnati. So that'll be awesome. He's presenting. I'll be presenting a lot of other people. Check it out at PodCampCincinnati.com. I'd also love to hear from you, your feedback, your questions, your information, answers, anything like that. So 
Again, links, everything, send your feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 52. Email feedback at noodle.mx or call 859-353-4332. You can follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. And if you'd like some podcast cover art designed, please check out podcastcoverart.com. And if you need anything else designed, email me directly. And I'd love to help you with that. Daniel at djosephdesign.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts on clean comedy, Christian movie reviews with critical thinking, Christian worldview, and more to come at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here, and here is a gigantic place you could get lost with all of the tech podcasts that are there, and they're all really good. So check it out at techpodcasts.com.